Okay. <laughs> That's the end of news. Do you want to, shall we slag off uh, that Cloverfield thing now? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Oh, shall we start with that news story that was at the bottom there in the, the whole how they overplayed a thing? Because yeah. that kind of got my goat. So there's a news item about how the release of the Cloverfield thing, it was very clever for, for anyone who doesn't know, during the ad breaks for the Super Bowl, Netflix dropped a trailer for the next Cloverfield movie and then said it drops right after the Super Bowl. And everyone's like, that's dope. That's really cool. Well done. And then this article is basically going on about how but they'd only just released Altered Carbon, which is they've put lots of money into, and how this release completely overshadowed um, Altered Carbon's release week. And it's like, I- I'm not sure I buy into that thinking. If... If the standalone properties are good enough, there's room for both. One's a TV series. One's a fucking movie. Like, I didn't forget about Altered Carbon because Cloverfield dropped. I didn't stop watching one to watch the other. Now I'm in the mood for a movie. Now I want to go back to a TV series. Like, Okay. I disagree. Because, really? yeah, I didn't realize Altered Carbon had actually started until you mentioned watching it. But I had already watched that piece of shit Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> at at right. the end of the day, it's all Netflix, so they don't care what you're watching as long as you're watching and giving them money every month. Um, Actually, they don't also, even care if you watch as long as you give them yeah, the money. Yeah, just give them the money. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's better if you don't because you're not costing them bandwidth. Mm. Um, I, I do kind of agree with Buzz, though, that you can watch both. One, one's a TV show. There'll be another one next week. And one's just an hour and a half of your life. And yeah. If you pay any attention to probably the next half an hour of this show, uh, we might save you that. Because yeah. <laughs> mark my words, this time next year, you will still remember the name Altered Carbon. You will have forgotten about Cloverfield 3. It will be. Oh, yeah, they did a Clover. Yeah, it was just on Netflix, wasn't it? Yeah, it was shit, mm. though. <laughs> well, I didn't realize it was a Paramount project. Um, and I'd actually heard this was coming. Uh, in a news item last year or something, because it was called the God Particle. I didn't realize yeah. this was the same thing. And then halfway through, they're like, oh, this sucks. This is going to do very well. Um, what do we do? And sold it off to Netflix. And then they used this extremely clever marketing ploy they did to up its profile. Can't deny that. It was it was a brilliant way to market a turd. And because uh, <laughs> I, I, I hadn't realized it was the same, because I'd heard about the God Particle. And, uh, you know, being a, a, a something of an armchair physicist, if uh, boy, that sounds way more aggrandized than I even deserve. But you know, I I find particle physics to be fascinating, and so by the transitive property of following a lot of scientists, I hate the term the God particle because they do. Right. Um, and so when I heard that there was a movie called the Guard po- Guard Particle, the God Particle. Uh, m- uh, I about rolled my eyes back so I could see my brain. Uh, That's and then, probably where I heard about it. Then it was you, <laughs> you bitching about it. I did. <laughs> um, so uh, originally it was not even intended to be a Cloverfield movie. No. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems it's pretty clear <laughs> when you watch it, but uh, yeah, they just added extra bits to kind of make it Cloverfieldy. Mm. Uh, yeah. Basically. But even then, like how clever, if you weren't told it was a Cloverfield movie, would you know? And well, let me ask you this. In the original Cloverfield, was it in the future? No. 
No, it wasn't. Well, no, because they had uh, rudimentary cell phone technology, which formed part of the. Was it wasn't part of the capture of the movie? Well, there were some cell phone no, shots. I can't remember. It was but camcorder. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that jarred with me as well. Because I'm like the, the timelines are completely disparate and. And of course, you've got uh, what they. The first thing I said when it, they announced this was like, "I'm sorry, did I miss Cloverfield 2? And everyone's like, "Oh, it was Cloverfield Lane." I said, "But I thought that was a spiritual add-on. I never took that as a sequel because they did exactly the same with that movie. They had a good self-contained movie, but it wasn't going to do enough. So they thought, how can we up the profile? Then they tag on this Cloverfield ending to it, basically. And they've now done that twice. Um, yeah, basically. Arguably, that worked way better. I would say." Um, because there was there was nothing really at all to tie it to the first movie, um, and it's a good movie in its own right. But this time it was like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Half up to halfway through this movie, I was really digging it as a horror fan. There was some stuff in it that they did that I loved. There was some good character interplay, but about halfway through, it got stupid, and the script just went through the floor. And then by the end, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to spoil to talk about this a little bit. Um, yeah, go for it. So, folks, if you still harbor any desire to watch this turd, <laughs> plug your ears and go, la, 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 for a little while. I was down with it. I was enjoying it right up until the fucking arm. Yeah. And that's when it when it just, it just, you know, okay, getting his arm caught and getting it torn off. Okay. The fact that it didn't affect him at all. And then when they find the arm crawling, that was like, okay, that that's nice and creepy. Then it fucking writes shit. <laughs> and that was and never it, explained. No. no. And then did you catch later on when they're in the room with the arm in its case and it's just sitting there drumming its fingers? <laughs> yes. It was. Now I'm like sort of tacit reference to Evil Dead initially. Um, now you're kind of taking the piss. It's more like Evil Dead 3 now, <laughs> which really doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, it was just it. One of these articles says says something along the lines of when you literally say that. Th- uh, oh God, I gotta find it because it was a brilliant quote. Um, While you look uh, for that, I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just say I think I was about the same. It genuinely had me gripped at first, uh, and then it just it was the arm. Why didn't it bother mm. him? He, yeah. he, I, I've never seen anybody so unfazed by the loss of an appendage. Uh, that was just ridiculous. The whole, the whole fucking arm thing. Was- yeah, his cheerful demeanor was unrealistic as well. Because despite whether it hurt or not, I'd be pretty fucking upset if my arm went somewhere. Um, and it was it not his right arm? Anyway. Yeah. Um, so- yeah. No, I thought that as well. Um, <laughs> It, it was yeah, it, just stupid. But the, the production values and the way it was done up to that point was, you know, nothing was jarring. Nothing took me out of it. Um, but yeah, just disappointing. Just, uh, I can't find it. It was something about when you, when you literally say that weird stuff happens because alternate dimensions and because, and therefore anything can happen. There's absolutely no reason for plot logic from that point on. And it's exactly what it did. Yeah. Um, by the way, Netflix paid $50 million for this thing, um, mm. or more than $50 million for it, which as was it rich, was it you that said on Facebook that this is a movie that would have gone straight to DVD in, in another time and we'd have never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I, you know, I was right up until when they found 
uh, uh, the Becky in the wall. And like, that was, that was sweet. That was like, wow, that was creepy as hell. But then you get stuff like the arm, you get stuff like, what is the point of having a way to detach part of the ship that the only way to work it is if you're in the part of the ship you're detaching. (laughs) Yeah. That makes no fucking sense. That was just created so that we could have a, a noble sacrifice. Um, the whole fucking well, first of all, the the airlock filling up with water <laughs> uh, yeah. to begin with, and then as soon as the airlock door blows, the entire goddamn room full of water flash freezes before it can leave the room. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm uh, and I'm I'm so sick of the trope of windows and spaceships blowing out if you put a hole in them because that's just. I know it, you know, I even looked it up on T on, on the TV tropes thing and it's, it's under the category of things that aren't real, but people expect them. So you have to do them sort of yeah. thing. It's like being able to run straight out a plate glass window on a uh, skyscraper and go through it. Yeah. You know, you will break your shoulder, your face in that order. Yeah. <laughs> or if it, bra- if it does break, you'll be sliced to ribbons. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've just seen a brilliant line from one of the horror community. You just said, it's the World War Z of Cloverfield movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And the thing is, it starts off so well. And, you know, it's got a hell of a cast. They're all doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, except Elizabeth Debicki is totally wasted. All she does is sit there and looks look uh, shell-shocked for 90% of the time she's on screen. And then she goes evil. Um, uh, yeah. I... I I want my my two hours back. <laughs> I I just feel suckered in by the the beginning, like it, it always makes me feel like I don't know. Like I thought it was good and I enjoyed it, like it was good, and I was sat there saying, "Hey, this is good," and then it wasn't, and it, I feel cheated on or mm. defrauded in some way. Just you see, I sorry, it, it just makes me feel like an idiot. Actually, when when I enjoy the beginning of shit like this. Because I mean, you say about the whole making it Cloverfield, so I'm assuming the stuff with the husband back home, where they were like added scenes and finding the little girl and trying to bring the Earth's in trouble element to the to the movie. Now, if those two stories were going to run side by side, personally, if I was give, taking this over and I was doing this and I was making it a Cloverfield movie, people people want to see the monsters. It's a Cloverfield movie. The exciting bit about Cloverfield was when you got to see the monster. And this whole, it's happening over there, and it's just a concept thing, really pisses me off. It's like yeah. what a lot of people hated about Godzilla, I, which incidentally, I rewatched this week. And people are too harsh, because you get to see a fair amount of monsters fighting. It just takes a while to get there. Um, I don't hate that movie. But, <laughs> but I thought it was gonna, he was going to get more to go to the hospital and then you know look out the window and see it. And like even if it had just been four or five scenes that tied the two movies together or whatever... Um, that would have worked really well to just tack it on the end. Like a post-it fucking note was like, really? Yeah, that's, I totally checked out at that point. Well, and even, even like he picks, he finds the girl, you know, we, we, he goes to the wreckage of the hospital. He sees a shadow of something big striding away from the wreckage of the, of the, of the the hospital. Okay. Mm. That was cool. And he takes the girl and, you know the 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 daddy in me is like okay good he's helping her uh never mind and then he then they go to this bomb shelter where the fuck did that come from 
and yeah. you know it's this it's this steel you know with the, the 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 metal wheel door and they he locks themselves in there and i'm like why isn't she freaking the fuck out right now mm. you see that um, was a nod to the second one i think oh, oh was that it, the set from the second one well it looked just like the set from the second one but for absolutely no goddamn reason <laughs> okay <laughs> so i thought that was going somewhere and it didn't but at this point all he has seen is a shadow and he knows something's happening you know as far as he knows it was a terrorist attack and then we get to the very end he's like no don't come back these things are everywhere mm. he hasn't seen them <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's not even any news footage he's looking at or anything like that either or Mm-mm. pictures on phones or whatever <sighs> yeah it also highlighted for me I, I I know that these things are supposed to exist somewhat outside of the real world. But I'm kind of done with sci-fi or, or indeed any genre of film where no one involved has seen any of that genre of film. Yeah. Like <laughs> you've created what for some reason we have to have it so that none of these people have ever seen an episode of Star Trek and are like, oh, yeah, we're in a mirror universe, aren't we? Yeah. That's what I thought. I've seen this. <laughs> it's like in zombie movies where no one's ever seen or heard of a zombie. It, exactly. Just me. It's a fucking zombie. Just hit it in the head. Stop shooting it in the body. Everyone knows to destroy the brainstem. Come on. <laughs> like, why did this, this needs to end now? I, I think <laughs> these things are part of our culture, part of, of our, our society. We need to acknowledge that people in the future have seen Star Trek. Mm. That's, yeah. that's how it goes. Because you're just not telling me that that many astronauts, none of them have fucking seen Star Trek. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not having that. In real life, they'd all be sat there going, do you know what? I'm an astronaut because I saw Star Trek. And yeah. Well, have you, have you seen the pictures of the Italian, I think she was Italian, uh, astronaut who brought a Voyager era Star Trek uniform to the ISS and took pictures of herself <laughs> on board the ISS in a Starfleet uniform. Brilliant. <laughs> That's spectacular. <laughs> yeah, and when you find out the whole of the, what was it, the whole of the fucking NASA control center was reading Andy Weir's The Martian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think no science fiction books and stuff. It's like, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, they, I it, think what, it highlighted that for me as a problem. It really did. <laughs> As a corollary to that, I was having a discussion about this movie because I, I I try not to talk about stuff I've watched until we get on this show, but this one just bubbled over. I couldn't not. <laughs> and, you know, I, I made sort of a vague book thing, quote, uh, post about the, the airlock thing and, the, and the, the window blowing out and stuff like that. And my cousin said to me, well, it's science fiction. So doesn't that mean they can do anything they want that you don't have to worry about the science? And I said, well, <laughs> you know, doing the, the internet equivalent of pushing my glasses up. Actually, no, <laughs> that's kind of always been the point of science fiction is to extrapolate from science. <laughs> Otherwise it's something else. And I'm getting really sick of sloppy, lazy science fiction writing because it's not that, you know, and I bitched about this in Star Trek into darkness, but, you know, there's so much to bitch about that movie. But uh, the the fact is 15 pounds per square inch, which is one atmosphere, just isn't that strong. So, you know, unless you've got a big ass fan <laughs> blowing shit at supersonic speeds, opening up an airlock, there'll be a puff <laughs> and then you just sort of float there. 
you know, you shoot a bunch of windows, uh, shoot a bunch of holes in a window on a spaceship. The air is going to rush out. There's going to be an initial poof of air. It's not going to suck the guts out of an alien. It's not going <laughs> to pull someone out of a spaceship and blow her screaming into space. Uh, and this whole, you know, space isn't cold. Space isn't hot. Space is nothing. <laughs> that's that's the whole pro. That's why thermoses have a vacuum in them because a- vacuum is an amazing insulator because it doesn't let temperature change unless there's, an, you know, an extreme situation like being direct indirect sunlight or something. Um, so this whole bullshit that's just getting out of hand with immediate things immediately freezing as soon as they get into into the vacuum of space is just pissing me off. I've got to stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not the starbase. Not the starbase. I tell you what was cool though: the magnetically activated gel. I want that shit for my job. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but then why the hell did it come alive and and kill? Chris O'Dell. Yeah, that, that was just never explained either, was it? Because no, we just so. needed something weird to happen then. Why, why the arm? Why the, no, Nothing's explained, and that's what's yeah. ultimately frustrating. So. The whole thing is just I'll, bullshit. I love Chris O'Dowd in the right role, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do have a lot of time for Chris O'Dowd. A, a, a lot of time. Um, I'm actually looking up Hang on, bear with me, because I can't type and speak. He, my my favorite role he was actually in was one of the... Oh, come on, come on. I'm sorry, I'm looking. Not that. Going back, going back. Mascots. Oh, uh, yeah. The oh, I never saw that. Right. Well worth a watch. It's on Netflix. It was a Netflix-funded movie. And it's a Christopher Guest movie in the style of A Mighty Wind or best in show, oh, okay. whatever. In show, I was thinking, yeah. The, the premise is that it's the annual mascotting competition. So you, you've got all the interviews with weird people who like to be sports mascots sort yeah. of thing. And it, it's got a fantastic cast, and, and Chris O'Dowd is one of them. He has the closing line of the movie, which steals the entire thing. Um, don't, don't spoil it then. <laughs> I, so I can't, yeah, I can't spoil it. You have to watch it. And I just howled at it. Because it was it was about on my level intellectually and and you know comedically, uh, not not necessarily the best Christopher Guest movie, but do you know what? It's just there on Netflix. It's an hour and a half. It's fine, and you get to see the end, which is worth it. I think. <laughs> okay, I remember. I, I mean, I loved him in in the <gasps> IT crowd. That- I first saw him. Probably a lot of people first saw him there. I don't oh know. yes, absolutely. And and so that that's the character I will I will always associate him with. Um, I've I've mentioned this before on the show. He he is the the uh, Stephen Fry esque host on a, a kids show my daughter watches called Puff and Rock, which just she has no idea. And I won't say anything in front of her, but it just it just he's not the first person I would put in proximity to children. And so him being the the parental voice of puff and rock just freaks me out every time um <laughs> no i think he's, he just he, he's fine for stuff like that don't don't worry It'll be fine yeah but but he has it, it, he just didn't work in this movie because i had no problem with the casting except for him because he was just kind of like this grungy unkept dude who who seemed to have like wandered onto the set and they gave him lines <laughs> yeah yeah i see what you're saying yeah, he doesn't paint the picture of the kind of uh, degrees and levels and things he'd need to be in that job. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 
and it's not that I'm not saying you can't be funny and be that educated, but um, he didn't portray that aspect of his character very well at all. I didn't think, but yeah, wasn't he the engineer? That's what we saw yeah. him fix yeah. shit, didn't we? But <laughs> he he was like know. the chief engineer, and uh, you know he seemed more. It, it, I believed more him playing foosball than I did him fixing shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, I think, <laughs> should, should we leave it there with the Cloverfield Paradox? I don't know how long that actually was, but it did feel like probably about half an hour of just slagging this thing off. <laughs> Viviception. <laughs> it, it deserved it. It was fun. I'm proud of it. <laughs> and, and to our audience, I, I would say this as a conclusion. You, you, you are aware of the things, if you've listened to this show for a while, and, and you've heard us all criticize and, and talk about things we like, you'll know that we don't often all agree to this level. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> th- the fact that the three of us are here and we're all saying this is garbage uh, says a lot, really. This this is want, one of the worst things we've all seen. You want to know something monumentous in that, in that vein? Car- Carlos and I are... Uh, um, oh shit! What's his what's his old forum name? Uh, Aztec Los. Okay, uh, Carlos has been a, a simply syndicated member of the simply syndicated family since the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah. Carlos and I never agree on movies. If he likes it, I, it's generally a given. I won't. If I like it, he probably won't. Sometimes we both like a movie, which is not unprecedented. But this is one of the few times we both went, "Wow, that was shit." <laughs> Anyway, and he fucking likes a Transformers franchise. All of them. I mean, that was nearly unfriendworthy, but, you know, I, there's enough other things about him that I like. Sorry, yeah. Carlos, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. So, Cloverfield Paradox. The Cloverfield Paradox. See, I don't care. Thank you for listening to that Simply Syndicated Movie News Mini. If you'd like to hear the new show, it comes out every Sunday at simplysyndicated.com slash movie news. We're also on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash movie news. See you later. Bye.